are now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network. are live. Chris Denman and Jeff Jones sitting in today. Joe Stapleton joining us. We will chat with him in just a second. You guys got to check out Presence Float Center. Promo code WAL. Get your sensory deprivation tank on. Again, Presence Float Center right here in St. Louis, Missouri. Joined by Joe Stapleton. What's up, Joe? Nice to talk to you, man. Uh, nice to talk to you guys. I love how you said my name at the beginning with like not even a snicker or like a pause forever to go. Who? Um, <laughs> you made me feel like a real person. Thanks. You're doing very well, man. You're you're in comedy. You're commentating. I, Jeff was telling me all about uh, about your gig with with poker tournaments and commentating those. How did you work your way into those? And that could be a, a very elementary question but i find that to be interesting with today's state of entertainment media things like that you can find something you love or something you're pretty damn good at and then get paid for it easier than i think you can or you could have any other time in uh recent memory really yeah i mean there is this tremendous ability out there now to uh to self-publish uh and so all of these creative endeavors that you used to have to wait for like a one in a million shot. Now they're like one in a hundred thousand. <laughs> Which is slightly better odds, right? Yeah, I mean, it's incredibly better odds. It's still slim and you still have to work hard. But like, yeah, you know, you've got, um, in, a, in a sense, I'm glad that self-publishing was just becoming a thing when I was coming up because there's so much competition now. Right. Um, and, you know, to the early part of your question, uh, you know, there was a, there was a while that, uh, I wasn't doing all the things that I love to do. And, you know, I kind of think I got here what, by what I like to call upward failing. That's a good um, way to, I just, you, that's a good way to fail. Yeah. yeah. You know, I moved to LA cause I wanted to be a comedy writer and I wanted to be uh, secretly want to be an actor, but I was embarrassed. Right. So <laughs> I wouldn't admit to it. So I was like, no, 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 no. I just want to be a writer, which is like more respectable. And, um, there's, and a, so there's like a quiet I, dignity to it. That, yeah, exactly. And, no one in Hollywood gave a fuck about me at all. And then uh, poker, I started working as like a blogger and a journalist. And I was like the funny poker guy. And um, there was no one else doing it, luckily. So I didn't even really have to be that good at it. I just had to like keep doing it. And eventually people started paying me for it. I, was, I always say I was like the stray dog that poker fed one time. And then I just kept coming back forever. <laughs> See, you say that and, you know, you say you just started in it and there was no one else doing it. Today, we have you on what you're in New York today, but flew back yesterday, right, from Rosvedov. Like, it's pretty crazy, I feel like, to go from that perspective, like moving to L.A., like, hey, I'm going to write comedy to all of a sudden now, uh, like working with poker stars, you are traveling all across Europe for a good part of the year. Like, it's got to be a pretty unbelievable place to find yourself. Uh, it is, and I'm like really grateful for things like uh, these types of interviews and for people that kind of can kind of remind me how great that really is. Because uh, you know, like any other job, you eventually sort of become more uh, immune to the really great things about it and more sensitive to the not so great things about it. And when someone reminds me, like 
Hey, man, like, you travel the world um, and get to, like, be a clown uh, in front of... Turns out, by the way, t- turns out it's millions of people. I were right. just the uh, numbers back from Barcelona, uh, and we kind of crushed it. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say that or not, but uh, I'm sure the numbers will come out eventually. So, um, you know, that part of it is awesome. Is it exhausting, the fact that I've lived out of a suitcase for five years? Yes. Was it cute and charming when I had a girlfriend in every city at 29? Yes. Is it cute and charming at 35? No. No. Not not um, feeling the love anymore, huh? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just all kind of gross. It would be nice to just, you know, have you, a, a woman you, who knows my last name. That'll happen. Do you find yourself kind of inundated by that weird, like, casino smell where there's, like, the carpet deodorizer and, like, the internal air? I don't know. It's like, is that, a, is that a smell that exists in your life? Because I feel like when I go into a casino, that's, like, a distinct odor of, like, the well, carpet cleaner plus the recycled air, kind of. I'll say this. Of all the casinos I set it foot in every year, that's the case for, like, two of them. Okay. Uh, for, the, for the most part, they're taking us to these really gorgeous casinos in Monaco and Barcelona Wow. And, uh, uh, you, know, you know, they're so, you know, this place we were just at in Razadov is like this Vegas style casino, like in the middle of the Czech woods. Um, so it's oddly enough, it's American casinos that are like really sad. Okay. Um, so the, so, so the, mor- it, the moral is get out of the U.S. and go travel through Europe and the casino thing gets a lot more bearable. A little bit more bearable. It's still full of douchebags. It's just a different kind of douchebag. <laughs> well, I, I was curious, and that, that was kind of leading me into where I wanted to go next. Are you are you seen as... Uh, are you... I'm trying to think. Is there a positive reaction to you? So you see this. People, obviously, with there's anonymity involved. You can have people I don't know, flaming you online, different things like that. Being a part of the type of industry that you're a part of, do you find that people enjoy what you do? I mean, do you get to shake hands, say hello to fun, interesting people that are fans? Or is it more, are people critical? I see it in uh, in mixed martial arts all the time. People are very critical and very uh, armchair quarterback to steal from football about uh, commentating. I mean, does the humor aspect of what you do allow for that to be muddied a little bit? Like, hey, let's give him a break. He's here for entertainment and some and. In- analysis uh i guess how do you deal with uh people or what is your experience with people involved in the poker world well uh, i think that uh it feels like there's many layers to that question in general i get do i get a uh i get some hate right let's call it some called some x amount of hate that i get and that amount, you know, it affects me from time to time. And it, it comes in like maybe, you know, when I'm on the air, maybe like once or twice a day, um, which sounds like a lot. But compared to the world, I get all, like a negligible amount of hate. Good, good. Um, it is like, and of course, because I'm a comedian, I'm a performer. Of course, I'm like a sensitive little bastard uh, <laughs> that takes every single comment to heart every single time. Even with that being true. I get so little hate. People are so kind to me. Most people get it. And I, I'm not going to lie. I often will retweet uh, hate. One, because I find it funny. <laughs> Two, because it's my way of like, this is my, this is my word now. Like, this is, my, this is me taking ownership of this. And three, the other people who are fans of mine who are just unbelievably loyal will all fucking attack that person <laughs> and i enjoy that Sound i enjoy the watching the aftermath of me sticking the fans on them 
So, I mean, we talk about like the poker world as its own insular thing. Obviously, you're involved in, in, in stand up as well. The comedy world maybe is a thing. I mean, do you like, is there a clash for you between those two parts of what you do? I mean, yeah, it's, and correct me if I'm wrong, it seems like, like, the poker thing for you represented a career opportunity that blossomed into maybe more than you wanted it to be, or more than you more than you expected that it would be, I guess. And so now well, you're sort yeah. of getting back to getting back to wanting to really do comedy. I mean, like, is there is there a friction between the two for you? There isn't yet, and that's because uh, all the people that I work with are incredibly supportive and uh, want me to succeed outside of poker, both on a personal level and also I think they understand that a certain amount of uh, crossover appeal for Joe Stapleton probably can't hurt their products that much for unless sure. I become like the N-word comedian. Um, <laughs> so, so like, you know, that's, it hasn't clashed for that reason just yet. I think that, and I don't think that anyone uh, could possibly take offense to this, is that poker, there's a ceiling uh, for what I'm doing in poker. You know, Norman Chad and Lon McCarran, that is, that's, Probably the ceiling. Would there maybe be some sort of crossover blade-like, like half vampire, half human being who can sort of move out of the poker <laughs> world and have like a prime time poker show success? Uh, probably not. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, never know when Rounders 2 could come around. You could have a bit part in that. You can do the Gabe sure, Kaplan exactly. where you go back and forth. But we're, we're talking about bit part being the ceiling. So, um, <laughs> I say bit part, but maybe it would be memorable. I don't know. No, there, like, that's a great point, though, that if, if you do succeed in one, there's a, there's a much higher probability of you continuing to fail upward and you know selling out a theater, getting a special on Netflix, moving in that direction, I guess, than to your point of, you know, poker has its limitations. Right, exactly, and there's no reason I can't do both because, True. Uh, you know, the, the two lifestyles are very similar. Um, it's, I actually say comedy's a lot like poker in that, like, your competition is also your friend. Right, yes, yeah. And, and, and you're secretly hoping that they fail. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, how long have you been doing stand-up? Uh, I've been doing stand-up, I've been taking it seriously for about, since early 2013, however many years that is, I guess over a little over four years. That's three years. A, it, I'm not really good at math. It's um, <laughs> a good thing you're involved in poker, then. But like, I did it for the for exactly. We got computers for that shit. Sure. I like to see a computer come up with one of my terrible one-liners. It can't yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so when I when I first moved to LA as a production assistant on this show called Mad TV, oh, yeah. and as a guy that wanted to be a comedy writer, I was just like, oh, like all the time. Uh, Key and Peele were on Matt TV. Uh, Frank Caliendo was on Matt TV. Ike Barinholtz, Bobby Lee was on Matt TV. Brian Callen, Will Bobby. Sasso. Artie Lang. Yeah, <laughs> yep, our, yeah. those guys were, were gone by the time I got oh, there. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, but I met, like, Will was around a lot. He was an absolutely stellar guy, just as funny in person. Uh, so Bobby Lee worked there, and Bobby's, like, one of, like, the most prolific, like, touring stand-ups sure. in the country. And uh, he was like, hey, you want to do stand-up? And I was like, yeah, I can do He's like, good. Um, when are you getting up? And I was like, oh, no, no. He's like, no, no, you're getting up soon. <laughs> and about, like, three weeks later, he came and he was like, your name's on the list for this Sunday night at the Comedy Store for you to perform. Uh, if you don't go, I will never speak to you again. Oh, there you go. Comedy Store, and your first time on stage. That's, uh, that's an easy yeah, crowd. It, it, yeah, it was a Comedy Store open mic, right? So, sure. it, you know, it wasn't like a sold-out show or anything. But uh, still, 
it was intimidating and it was horrific. It was really, really bad. And it took me almost 10 years to get up again. Wow. So I was like 20 or 21 when that happened. I think I didn't get up on stage again until I was 28 or 29. Wow. So, I mean, so given, I mean, given the amount that you travel during the year, I mean, have you, have you taken, like, have you, have you stood up and done stand up at any sort of, I don't know, like non-English speaking places, right? Like, are there, are there opportunities for you to do stand up in Barcelona or Prague or wherever, or wherever else across Europe? Or are you sort of balancing that schedule with, you know, when you're back in the States? Uh, there are definitely places in cities like that, Barcelona, um, uh, Amsterdam, Paris, Berlin, where you can, you know, there, there's, there's a thriving scene for English comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is that there, you know, is a reasonable amount of admin that you need to be able to handle as a stand-up comic. Um, and that is somewhere where my two jobs do clash a little bit, uh, in that I'm so busy on the road that juggling, like, calling up, you know, doing the legwork on calling a bunch of stand-up comedy places in Barcelona... Yes. Uh, to see if maybe they have like a one night that overlaps while I'm there. It's a lot of legwork that, um, that I always say is actually one of my flaws at this point is that, you know, when I was young, I worked a lot harder and I was more hungry. And so I was like 24-7 working toward the next thing. Now uh, I've got a fairly successful career and it exhausts me. And so when I get home <laughs> from like a 20-something day trip, which is what this will be, I don't want to get on the horn and like start calling a bunch of club owners and sending them videos. Like I just, I'm not very motivated and that's either got to change or it's going to hurt me. Um, cause I'm kind of spinning my wheels a little bit on the, on a lower level. I mean, we do comedy shows and we get to work with a ton of comics and we love the live performance aspect of it and have had some success with it. Um, at the same time, we do a morning radio show four hours, five days a week. We do yeah. a full-time podcast. We do all our sales. We do all our booking. And then whenever that open mic rolls around where all your comedian buddies are like, hey, why don't you come out and uh, work out some of the stuff? You know, you got it down. You're like, well, or I could fucking sleep. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah, it's totally. something you, you got to love. And, and the live performance aspect is so fun. But getting up there and not sucking and, being, and knowing you're giving it your best, that's a whole different ballgame, too. Yeah, absolutely. So you guys get it. You know that. And, uh, you know, those are the things. I'm not going to say that that is exactly a recipe for success. The people who end up becoming successful first, even people who aren't super talented, are the people who are just inhumanly dedicated. Very true. The thing they're going for. And I am at the moment humanly dedicated. (laughs) uh, And I don't really turn things down, but it's just hard for me to constantly be trying to drum up new stuff. So I've been doing really well word of mouth. There's this comic out in New York City uh, named Clayton Fletcher who went deep in the main event a couple years ago. He is he a uh, St. Louisan? I feel like maybe he is actually. Hmm. Is he what? I think he might. Be, I think he might be from St. Louis actually. Clayton Fletcher. He's from. Uh, he's from um, uh, Maryland. Oh, okay. Then I was way wrong. Yeah, not yeah, even no, no, close. Not even, Come on, not even close. Why did I think that? <laughs> now, now, I'm, now I'm fucked up. Yeah, that's all right. His, mo- his mother's actually like a cash game grinder <laughs> oh, <laughs> like yeah? in Maryland. Is she, a Maryland yeah. is she a Maryland live person? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, I, I lived in D.C. for a year, so I like I was there right as right as they were opening the MGM in D.C., so there's like a whole, I don't know, I guess that's a whole Jets and Sharks thing now out there. Yeah, it's apparently a, a pretty cool scene at Maryland Live. So Clayton, you know, has been like a, a working, like a five-night-a-week paid gig stand-up comic uh, in New York for a while now. 
and he knew of me because of poker, and he gave me stage time immediately. And now, so like in LA, I'm like playing coffee shops, like open mics, like it's just terrible, like the word, like day, I'm talking daytime stand up comedy in LA. <laughs> and then in New York, Clayton's got a night at like, you know, it's not the comedy cellar, but it's two doors down from there. And it's not, you know, it's a nighttime show and it's set up like a comedy club. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he knows I'm going to sell like between 10 and 20 tickets every time I come. So, uh, plus I think he thinks I'm a decent comic. So every time I'm in New York, he puts me on. So I'm squeezing in a set on Friday night at the Grand Village Comedy Club. And it's just such a big opportunity for me to actually play a place that says comedy club. For sure. <laughs> Well, keep it up, man. I know it's yeah. a ton of work, and and uh, I look forward to seeing you grow more with it. So with okay, so we're talking about ceilings and different ways to go, and you have a kind of a once in a lifetime gig uh, working in the capacity that you do. What uh, what is the plan to go more full into stand up comedy? Or are you gonna maybe see if there's some kind of a unique opportunity that comes along that involves poker slash you know being a quick witted talent? Yeah, well, I mean, unfortunately, you know, at this point, no matter how good an idea I have for a show, um, unless it's something that is poker or gambling related, like, they don't really care because... <laughs> Plenty of reality no, shows, though. Like, I, like there's, there's going to be a show coming out pretty soon called Troll Hunter where people track down online trolls and, like, confront them, and I've been pitching that show for, like, four years with the exact same title, and... Nobody wants to give me that shit because I don't have any credibility in that area. They're not. They're like, oh, well, do you have experience catching trolls? And I'm like, <laughs> no, nah, I just do this po- poker thing. And they're like, oh, we love poker stuff. Bring us some poker stuff. So, right. um, you know, that's kind of what, unfortunately, so if I, I'm going to need to come up with something, um, you know, that is a crossover that does call on my expertise uh, to, to get my foot in the door of these places. And I would love that. Um, God, I'm afraid to tell you this i have like this slam dunk idea for a show but i'm afraid to say it what's not whatever we're, we're ready for what it. I yeah, yeah. um me norm mcdonald road tripping across america trying to win our way grinding one two and doing stand-up at like really awful casinos at nighttime i actually i kind of love that yeah well, yeah, yeah like norm doesn't drive either so you would be driving the entire time which brings another comedic element to that absolutely he doesn't have a driver's license so i i'm into that and i think that uh you would only you would only be able to highlight too and you said crappy casinos yeah the you know the the special ones, or maybe there are some some kind of goofy games like you saw in Vegas Vacation. You know the guessing how many numbers or uh, fingers they're holding being held up behind someone's back, something of that sort. You and Norm McDonald, yeah, I'm like, into that. Yeah, just you know these two degenerates, the old comic who's like one of the funniest people on the planet, the right. young and up and coming guy. At this point, my guess is my poker knowledge is probably a little more extensive than his. His comedy knowledge is absolutely like annihilates mine. <laughs> So, you know, we've got this, you know, I can be criticizing his play. He can be criticizing my set from the night before. Uh, Yeah, Um, it could be fun to, like, make you guys only play, like, 2-4 limit or, like, 4-8 Omaha 8 or something. Like, something ridiculous where you have to grind out, like, $3 an hour. (laughs) Yeah, just like, you know, I don't want to put it this way in the future, but, like, just sad things like just eating in sad restaurants <laughs> yes, right people people who are in the casino at 8 30 on a tuesday morning right really commenting exactly. on the on the condiments that are uh, available in in the uh, yeah, cafeteria complaining about what yeah, the comps are like, getting them live, 
living on the cheap, like eating as much free food as possible. Like my buddies, when we first started playing poker, used to play at the Mirage exclusively because we knew at five o'clock in the morning they would put sandwiches out. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> the the my roughest start, and I'm not too much of a gambler, but I would go and in Missouri. Uh, around college time for me, they had loss limits. They've since done away with them. Oh, you, shit. You could only lose $500. So our dumbasses would work at a bar and then, oh, hey, we'll drive to the uh, casino. And they have to be on a river, which makes complete sense, right? I mean, that makes it safe. Uh, <laughs> you, you, I went, we would go, and then we would have our 500 we would have our loser sandwich at the end of the night which means they would comp us a sandwich it's a different setup they're not exactly about the hospitality because they got you in here and they don't have to compete with other casinos in the area your sandwich would essentially cost you five hundred dollars at five in the morning after you lost all your money and they gave you that so not a high point in my uh in my life 75 dollar beers like just waiting at a blackjack table yes yes Exactly. That nailed it, man. Well, thank you so much for joining us, man. If you're ever coming through St. Louis, you have to come do the show live. We'd love to have you on. Yeah, guys, I'm sorry. I feel like I took this was all about me. No, that's what it's supposed to be about. It, <laughs> it's, it, it's your name on the podcast. It's, it's We Are Live featuring Joe Stapleton today. You're the headliner. That's right. Follow him online at Stapes on Twitter as well. Joe, don't be a stranger, my friend. Guys, this is so much fun. Uh, anytime, I can be your Al Roker if you want. I love it. We can get road, we need a weather guy. Road update. Yeah. What's the weather like? Well, wherever you're at this week. Joe? <laughs> you know what? That's a good bit. Instead of doing St. Louis weather, we do like the Joe Stapleton weather. Hey, Joe, what's the weather? Yes. Well, I'm in well, Monaco. <laughs> I'm. Uh, it's 72 degrees, just like it was last time, because I'm inside a fucking casino. <laughs> enjoy. It. Thanks a ton, Joe. Thank you, guys. Hope you enjoyed that. Welcome back. We got Jada and Travis in the house now. What's up, guys? Hello. Travis, I'm Marlon Wayne. <laughs> no, we already, That's not where I did that part. We started the show already. Oh, man. Yeah. Jeff Damn. and I talked to uh, Joe Stapleton. That was a lot of fun. I'm glad. Oh, you, did you guys have a great conversation you with your friend? Involved. Yeah. You know I did. what? I'm sure it was hilarious. Uh, Jada, what's on your mind? What's going on? It's a beautiful day. We got Lou Fest this weekend. You can check us out. We'll all be in various uh, parts of the park, but we're also going to be helping out the Vest Tent. Partners of ours uh, for St. Louis Live has nothing to do with the Uncensored podcast. I'll say that right now. Uh, also, uh, barrel beard and tattoo. I got a we got a beard oil. How's it? How's that beard? It looking? seems like everybody's growing their beard out now yeah. that we got beard oil. It looks yeah. good. I feel like a man. Right. Barrel beard Finally. and tattoo. Yeah. I'd love to grow mine, but I had electrolysis. Good for you. <laughs> I don't know how well that would work with the uh, film career. Right? I, we've been, and I think we need to do this at some point. We have to start simulcasting these bad boys because the conversation Jada had before she came on the air and the final thing she said before poor Hefe finally hit record Super was, heavy. hey, my mic smells like a dick. <laughs> so now that yeah, we're working in the back of the studio at the radio station, no shock city today, but do you feel like that was accurate, Travis? Here's my thing. There are various smells to dicks. So my question is, what is the smell of dick, according to Jada? I think it's just more of a, a figure of speech. Oh. Yeah. So the way, yeah. <laughs> well, so, so, so I Chanel don't know if you're familiar with those. I'm about to say, so Chanel number more... five isn't coming out with a fragrance called dick. This yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, it just smells like a bunch of flesh that has been rubbed together in a sweaty circumstance. Okay. So like not working out, but you immediately go straight to the crotch. Yeah. I mean, you think about like, aren't where where do you have like fleshy bits rubbing 
together consistently when I'm bench pressing when I'm in the gym doing a lot of doesn't really happen though I know what about my squats once a year doesn't count baby what about my squats the squat you've seen my calves lately I think that's the most like flesh um air air how do we say that's Jeff help aeration yeah so So I think that would more (laughs) aerate the situation than like walking around or running or um like using the machine would at any point if you were to say go to someone's house for dinner or just to visit and you recognize that penis smell, do you let your guests know? Do you let your host know that you smell penis in the air? How it do depends you... on how familiar I am with the guests or the with the hosts. Have you ever walked into an establishment? Yes. And the first thing that came in, oh, wow. You see, so you have walked yes. into an establishment like, eh, there goes that dick smell again. Yeah, or just like any kind of, it's just like any body part that would maybe cause a little stir in someone if they heard it. Like, oh, this smells like balls. Oh, this smells like my third armpit. Oh, Where? this smells like, like you just get, okay. it's kind of like being a wordsmith, but you just find, it is, you're being a wordsmith, but you're using a bunch of different um, ways to describe an unfortunate smell with body parts because okay. people can relate to those smelling nasty So then point. what place do you think on earth you could go where it's absolutely inappropriate to think this place smells like dick? Like, where is the place you can go and be like, I smell dick and I shouldn't because I'm here. Religious establishment. I was going to say that. I thought you meant like, where would it be inappropriate to say something like that? Well, and I, I was immediately every place besides yeah. here. Well, I was immediately thinking I was like, probably like a hospital type setting after like a, a disaster, a natural disaster. You don't want to be qualifying any of it as a smeller of okay. anything. Well, that like that yeah. is where I would just hold my tongue. Um, but it, but if you in like walk into a daycare, I like I should not have that smell. Yeah, or that anywhere should like, not be happening. You're walking into like a Red Cross tent where people are a little bit bloody, they're hurting. Like that's probably probably not the best place to say it smells like dick in here. I don't think there's a great place to say that at all. I'm just saying, what's the last place you would expect? I would like, oh. I, would, I, I would never walk, I would walk into an Arby's. Like a Mary like, Kay Damn. party, probably. Mary Kay party. Yeah, you wouldn't, if someone walked in and was like, it smells like dick, that wouldn't be accurate. Chris, at what point do you think if you and your significant other were out on the town and you guys walked into a place, would you ever lean over to her and go, babe, babe, I'm not gonna lie, smells like in here. I don't really like the direction this podcast is going today. <laughs> it's kind of rough. It's, I get it, and I understand that the two of you combined are dick-smelling experts, <laughs> but I'm not sure that I'm qualified to be in there. Uh, yeah, I don't... If you got a nose, like buddy? The, la- the lady's calling it out first, I think so, right? <laughs> yeah. Women, women are mo- so much more efficient and effective. Guys will let things like their back hurt them for two years straight. <laughs> women will see something wrong and be like, why is that that way? <laughs> immediately. That's true. That is so true. Especially when it comes to self-care and body care. For sure. It's immediate. Guy like, will babe, walk around with we a need concussion, to heal that. missing an arm, yeah. and possibly a ruptured testicle, and won't even give a thought to picking up the phone to call the doctor. Eh, we'll figure it out. Right. Right? Yeah. But, but a girl can walk in somewhere and go, I smell pussy. Mm. Like, wait. Let me babe, smell you. We're at a... We're at a pet store. But Relax. sometimes, yes. <laughs> but sometimes, yes. And there's different. There's also different smells for that part of the Women's body, too. Women's locker room, pretty rough? Um, No, not at all. Yeah. It's different. The Good. men's locker room is really gnarly. Yeah, but this is, like, based on high school, like, yeah, I don't know. What different. was that, like, 15 years ago? Yeah, high school. Yeah, you're pretty high old. High school is, <laughs> is. We're all literally the same age. I know. High school is the problem. We were all born in the same year, right? Yeah, I've, Everyone I've, on a mic. Jeff, the you're same 84. Age. 
Jeff is old. not 84. Jeff is like 30. Oh, he's 92. 38. Oh, he's 87. Same age as my little brother. White don't crack. That's what they always say, Chris. Mm. <laughs> Chubby, bearded, white don't crack. Don't crack. That's how I, I live. Put it on a t-shirt. That's I like what I would that. do. Okay, let's keep talking off. to Jeff off mic. Good thing people didn't hear that. Uh, moving on. Big week though. Blue Fest this week. It's exciting. Yeah. Huge forest. It's huge forest so, in the city of St. Louis. It's an event. I believe it's now five years old, if I'm not mistaken. Is it? I believe it's now five years old. I remember when they began the the festival and a lot of people were I wouldn't say indifferent, were excited, weren't sure what to expect. And a lot of times when you when these festivals get started. They aren't the world's most organized. They right. tend to lack sponsorship. They tend to lack support. Mm. Uh, now it's actually in its seventh year, Lou Fest here in St. Louis. And it has truly become, in a matter of seven years, a, a smart prime destination for many musical artists on the festival circuit. Right. Yeah. So considering how, like, my first time was a year ago. Mm-hmm. And it was so well done. It was so organized. It was just... I was quite impressed again for a festival that at the time was no more than six years old, but seeing the support of the entire St. Louis community virtually oh, yeah. was what impressed me the most. And because we always talk about that in this city, that man, it's amazing what this city can do if everyone comes together. And Lufest is actually an example of man, this is ain't bad when yeah, people come totally. together. You, if, if the weather, what, what, if the weather holds up, if the weather holds up like last year. You just see a ton of people just quietly, not quietly, but relaxed, enjoying themselves, catching the moment. I feel like if it's super hot, you're going to see people like pissy, kind of mad at each other. Last year was a perfect storm. The uh, There was a bunch of mud, so that could have impeded people from moving around a bunch. But I don't know. Everybody had such a good attitude last year. You see families. You mm-hmm. see normal people. It wasn't like... Uh, just festival trash. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm a bit, uh, I get a little annoyed with folks like that. So I'm glad, uh, I don't, I want people to go enjoy it, but I don't, I don't know. There's like but a weird, there's like, like a weird, no, that's what I was a weird like, culture. I was like, I was like, like I'm pretty sure culture you could find something you don't like with everything. Oh yeah. I'm looking at two of them <laughs> right now. You mean mic. Jeff and Travis. Yes. Thanks, correct. Yeah. But I think, that, I think that also is a testament to the lineup itself as well. I think what you're talking about, I think that's generally based on lineups like i yeah oh yeah what was your favorite band from the sh- the, the show that you went to last year yeah, last the year's band fest. and and this is what i love about lou fest i i get to see bands that i normally wouldn't listen to i the big uh, big gigantic mm. uh were uh the first time i've seen them live and then i think mr chris stapleton was also an oh, appearance wow. last year so also music i know like those are two artists i wouldn't normally buy tickets to go to their concert right uh, but listening to their music i became fans that's of. so cool so that was i enjoyed yeah. those like like i enjoyed the, the acts kills I, last year do you know them the who uh-huh. the kills yeah no, i'm not we don't do that so lufus is like a big marketing thing too for bands like if we look at it under like that yeah, it's the lens. same the same people that go on the festival circuit I guarantee you all these people are doing Lollapalooza, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, Bonnaroo, all that. So you get the same wave of people yeah. where their marketing plans line up with the festival times. Too. But then they get more pe- people like Travis who haven't seen them, what and then that expands like their audience. I, the means well, good-looking people Travis. who loves music. No, I think yeah, I know what you're no, exactly saying. Yeah, Travis, right over Jada's head. What? No, I think. No, what, I just choose to ignore it. Oh. <laughs> I like not what I meant. <laughs> but no, I think what happens. Um, what no, I like yes, when Lou Fest. I hope it continues to do 
do that. I, I like the uh, – so you got Snoop Dogg coming this time, and that's great. Snoop's a legend. I've seen Snoop a few times, so that makes sense to bring in a guy like that. But I love also that they're bringing Run the Jewels, which has been big on the scene for many years now, but they don't have that mainstream notoriety. Mm. And so even if you've – I like this festival and that, oh, I've heard of them. I know they're big in certain circles, so I'm curious to actually hear their sound. I like that in between where Lou Fest is, where you don't have the major, major acts, which is fine, but you're introduced to music you may have heard of or yeah. heard about. And so therefore you can decide for yourself when you attend a festival like this, whether you'll become fans of them. So I, I like that aspect. And I like what it does for the city. Again, it brings especially all these small businesses together. That's the mm -hmm. thing that I find very unique. Some local you, music too. Oh yeah. 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 And it has a local, yeah, you have a local feel too with the local artists here as well. So I like that it walks that line and mm -hmm. it does a very good job. And again, as Chris pointed out, I don't know too many music festivals you can go to where you can, at least for the good portion of the day, you can bring children. That's wonderful. So that's a, that's a testament to this festival. Again, if you, it's not just for, you know, people 21 and older, you can actually bring your no, kids yeah. out. Yeah, and, and you wouldn't feel weird. Like if no. you, brought, you brought your like small children to and some music do. festivals, I would look at you like you're a moron. Right. But this, it's chill. Relax. There's enough space for people. I did get punched by somebody who's probably not punched many people before. Uh, a how guy did you get last punched? Year. I made my way through, and I thought it'd be good for our our uh, We Are Live Facebook page to film, do a live stream of uh, LCD sound system. It was the closing out of what Sunday night last mm -hmm. year or whatever. And uh, a guy, I just did the pardon me, excuse me, sorry, and I just kind of worked my way through the crowd to a better vantage point. And a guy did not care. A girl and a guy through like however many people I made my way through. There's just no way. I get it. They've been there probably for like three hours. They want that spot. But I wasn't standing in front of them. And it just made me laugh. I was like, thank God I'm not reactionary Wait, really much anymore. Wait, he punched you? I mean, yeah. But what do we I would, like, What did you do arm, when he did that? Boom. Hitting the chest. I go, don't. Just don't. Like, look down. And, it, and I, I was moving still. I'm not. What am I going to stop and like fight him? Like, yeah. No. This person... Probably hadn't punched many people before, or it was a very small uh, look like got mad easy. So well, you I'm, just looked at him and walked. I was like, I, I go, I was like, don't, don't, just like, yeah. really like <laughs> you just dad him, yeah. just no, dad think, him so hard. Well, and, and I say punch again too, like if a decent sized so person like a or somebody. Tap. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure he meant a punch, but it was like, eh, come on, man. I don't mm -hmm. think we know what's going to happen here. Well, that's <laughs> the thing. That brings you then to festival etiquette. Like, was I a jerk for going through? No. I, no, I don't know. That's I feel what like, they are. That's I, what you do. So, yeah, that, that's a good question. So what do you do? Like, so... I, I am of the of the mind that if there's a particular artist that you really want to see, then go post up as early as you think you need to in order to get a good seat. That's what festivals are for. But also under the understanding that there are thousands of people there. So the idea that you you have a space or this area is yours. Mm -hmm. it, no, we're not inside of a theater. We're not <laughs> Man, at a we're stadium. Totally. I'm not talking about standing right in front of you either, like passing by. Right. And know. when somebody comes, look, I, I think... I, the crew of guys that I hang with, the crew of people I hang with, the guys that went to Lufest last year, they are former offensive linemen. Right. <laughs> they're former <laughs> athletes giant that play college people. ball. So they're giant guys. Right. So they're, they don't, you know, they just like, hey, if we get close, great. If not, I'm six, seven, I'll be all right. Right. If somebody's shorter or smaller, or younger, wants to get through to a particular artist, yeah. let them go right. through. So that's kind of the mindset with us. But the idea of getting, 
involved in any form of a confrontation at a music festival or it's any so festival, at, in or general. festival in general. You're right. It's like you know everyone's Especially uncomfortable. The Renaissance Fair. They're so rude. Well, we, when I went to Burning Man, um, it was like the last of two. Of course, <laughs> what Jada going to Burning two. Man? I didn't see that coming. It was wonderful. <laughs> um, at, but the last like night. Did you have a boyfriend so? at the time? No, but I didn't. No, okay. No, so no, let's, no. I've never been to Burning Man. Let's do a little breakdown. Of let's it. do it. Is it out of a movie? Like people just like getting freaky everywhere? No. No, I no. wouldn't think that. There's I designated would, areas for that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, so, your like so you can you can wait. I just so imagine a bunch of you dirty, drugged to. up idiots getting after it. I mean, some yes, some no. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a part of it. That's why people go, but I think they find much more when they're there. Yeah. Yeah. Herpes. Well, like the, there was like this, uh, you like, that, you like that trip? <laughs> There's a tent yeah. for that to scrub it off, Chris. No, Relax. I mean, there was like a BDSM tent, but they hosted workshops on it. So you yeah, knew what you were doing. A, yeah, okay. Then there was like an orgy tent, but men... <laughs> had to have a partner with them like they yeah. had to have a woman go in with them it wasn't just like men could attend it themselves there's an orgy tent you talk about places that don't smell great and like, then there was like, i know talking about like dick right <laughs> oh, that and then like there dick was either. a there was like where you could go with your your person and just watch other people have like you were it Wait, was a place so where, this is quite a big part of the event though. no it isn't oh it's not I just one little club. so yeah. this isn't sanctioned by bernie man associates no okay well, no, 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 no no it's not it's just a thing that's there but there are so many other things like there's tons of sustainable living workshops and then relationship workshops and workshops on growing your own food workshops on like slow food like there's so much more going on than just and that and this is in the middle of but the I, california desert am i um, is, is it california oh my gosh it's black rock city so it's in nevada okay yeah okay. but black rock city is this city that is built it's not there all of the time it's built in the playa okay now and then I they tear it down okay I've yeah seen that yeah doc. okay so i saw that part so okay. with but at Burning Man, it's like a festival. There was 70,000 people there. So technically it was a city, a yeah, literal city. 70,000 people would and just drive me mad, but all right. So, but our camp, like people next to us, P. Diddy's like um, big, like traveling, um, like motorhome thing. There were people that nice. paid like $22,000, were able to go and think they were having like the Burning Man experience, but really they were just in like a mini hotel mm -hmm. and they could walk around if they wanted to. So we, like, I'm not a fan of that. I think if you're going to go, you go rough it. Yeah. Um, because it is rough. But it's um, called Burning Man. Right. Exactly. Like, I, I, I don't yeah. see the guy that ran into the fire. Yeah, I don't know if that happened the year I was there too. No. Oh, that happens more than once. Yeah. There's People when, when drugs, I was there, one person passed away, but I think it was he had a heart attack. Maybe this guy literally just ran into a, a giant fire. Yeah. Sometimes people Past go a little security. overboard. Yeah. I didn't participate in any drinking or drugs or any what? of that. No, I didn't. I didn't have the desire to. I just needed to go explore and like see what this phenomena was. That's so fair. I was taking photos. I was up with the sun. I went to bed with um, like as soon as the sun was coming down and I had a tent to myself. It nice. was just like my own little exploration. Now, Burning Man is a week. It was nine days. I think. That's nine a days long time. In the yeah. desert. And then by the time you adjust to it all is when it's time to leave. Right. But like there, you're not showering. You're mm. not, and and there, there's no bacteria there, so the smells aren't really happening because uh, of the playa dust. That's so good. that's kind of nice. Like if you yeah. have athlete's foot, you go there. By the time you leave, it'll be so gone. So people don't shower for nine days while at Burning Man. Some people don't. Yeah, I try to bring wipes with you or something. Yeah, you take wipes. But the biggest thing that sucks <laughs> is like what sucks about it is you're there, 
and like you want to shower every day and you're trying to shower every day like I was trying to and then you just realize how much of an inconvenience it is so you're like fuck this I'm not so there are like literally hours of lines of people trying to shower there's like well no I think the rookies like I was a rookie so I was trying to but the people that I saw that have been there they're more seasoned they're just like just don't do it if you need to there's actually places that you can go and someone will bathe you Mm -hmm. like it's all everything that you need is there like I was it's just sleeping. a matter of necessity if totally. you really want to use it. Yeah. And I don't know other women's experience, but I was totally safe. Like I was like napping naked under our, a tent. I felt totally safe. It was some of the best sleep I've ever had in my life. Just knowing like the amount of respect that they um, emphasize for all people, including women there. And hmm. that was really, really amazing. And you did this without uh, any drugs or alcohol? Without any drugs or alcohol. Yeah, that'd be tough. Man. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. one night I did have a drink. I did have two drinks, but it made me sick. And so I just went to bed. What? Do you just not drink much, period? See, yeah, I'm looking I forward to going to the music festival this weekend because I, I am going to, as the young people say, get lit. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have... I think you're going to work and you're going to be a sober individual on camera. Sir, I, I will. I, will. <laughs> I was thinking about this. Yeah, you better, may, you better check yourself at the door, Mister. I, have I may have. I may have two beers. <laughs> two. Get you two. might get sick and need to nap. I may. I don't know. I get three. I may need to Eat take some I played, Indian I some, food uh, and nap. <laughs> I played some trivia with uh, Jeff Jones last night, and uh, boy, did I need a couple drinks. Really? <laughs> yeah, Why? we did well because your know, ego. We're so bit. What? Because your ego. Is that where we're going with this right now? Yeah, let's that go we, there. It's not, it's I love down. how you yeah. deflect. It's, it's like, yeah, yeah, get it it's like, yeah, bring it down. I don't have an ego. Schedule. Is that what you want to do, Jada? You is really want to go there? Or are we going to have a fight? I don't know. Where's the, where's the <laughs> ego coming from? I don't know. Everyone has one. I'm just curious know. about yours. Oh, I don't know why uh, being tired as shit and needing... You uh, were tired or were you answering some of the questions incorrectly? Or was Jeff's the best. Jeff, Jeff didn't. You are on the couch. All. I have my notebook. Did, were you more successful with Jeff or me as your partner in trivia? Uh, Jeff's pretty damn good. Yeah, he answered. Fuck you, Jeff. He answered eighty <laughs> percent of the questions, but the question would be no. It's so you don't judge Jeff. You say, would you have been better with Jeff than I? Oh, that's a good point. There were a few that maybe you would have got, but yeah, we did pretty good for a two-person team. So was it your black first date? Huh? Huh? No, there were no black do? history. Is it February? Emo bands. Oh wait a damn minute. Hold on. Yeah. Where, where, where was this trivia? Uh, at a bar on Mackland okay. called The Mac. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> oh, very creative. How yeah. did you all pick that for date night? Did you tell? Cute. You guys had date uh, night? We were here working till about eight last Aww, night. Aw, adorbs. Mm. It was close. Aww. And he knew a guy that ran the trivia. Who oh, paid for dinner? still lost? What? Who paid for dinner? We won it. We won it. They gave us trivia. Oh, you actually won. Oh, yeah. Trivia. Yeah. Oh, you guys yeah, won trivia. Well, we won a few rounds. And oh, okay. they gave you things? For winning those rounds? Like 30 bucks. What did you hey, eat? Man, what the hell? Why I didn't tell us? You were gone. What did you uh, eat? Maybe work here till 8 p.m. and you'll get to go <laughs> next time. He has writing to do. Uh, yeah. Jeff had uh, some very healthy fries. Oh, with a, an entire fries. My an favorite. An entire trash can filled of <laughs> toppings dumped on top of them. Boys, we're going to have to talk. Buffalo wings. Oh, no. I got a. Uh, I need email. you to live past 45. We got an email. <laughs> so the chiropractors fixed my back. <laughs> Chiropractors fixed my back, basically, and uh, currently real close with a, uh, a gym that I'm going to be working out at. Yeah. So I say this, though. I think that if you want to do that, then do it. Live your life, man. He's trying to get... 
top billing. It's going to be the Travis Terrell show featuring Jada Foster. <laughs> All of our stuff is just going to be Jada's like, it worked. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> Idiots. Yeah, Seriously. Chris, that's true. Comics there will be no love. more black comics with no Chris. I was thinking of, I hope you Good luck all... finding my contact list. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, get it from, I'll get it from your lady friend. Uh, I know. That's, like that's the best way you do it. I'll pay her. to do with my work. Oh. Does that matter to you guys, by the no, way? Make that, let's make that small transition, if we will. And, I, and you don't have to go too personal with it, but does that matter to you, even going forward? It doesn't have to even be no. what we're currently doing, but does it really matter to you going forward that your significant other is at least remotely interested in what you do for Oh, living. yeah. She's, she cares and is glad everything's working out. Now, does she care that. about what you do or she's care because you're happy doing it? The content? Oh, I'm sure she wants me to be happy. Yeah, I would think that. But no, I mean, she doesn't... We do how many hours of like 20-something hours of whatever a week and she doesn't have time to listen to that. And it's not... If she was a podcast person and was listening to like six other podcasts... I'd be like, hey, why don't you get a little something of theirs? But then there also, it is nice to have some separation where you don't have to go home and explain what you said 10 hours ago during a three-hour broadcast where That's you don't real. remember half the stuff you said, and maybe it would mean something different to them too. So support good. Like, it's awesome. She comes to all our events and stuff too. So, mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't need her to be a fan. No. Do you need yeah. your significant out of you? You're an, you're an actress. You're an artist. Uh -huh. Is it important for... You're a significant other. And I, I, again, I think your partner's respect with you do. Yeah. But do you, does it matter that they take a any liking to what you do? No. Well, my what I need is support. I don't need him to be interested. So if, I, if I'm if i with someone and they're telling me, like, I don't want you to do this. I don't want you to do this. I don't want you to do this. It makes me uncomfortable because, like, I am doing sex scenes with people. Right. right. I am working with three men whenever I come on air most right. of the time. And so the fact that he trusts me. And then he's supportive. I don't really That's care enough. if he's a, like he just okay. listened to one of the podcasts we did for the first time a week ago, and he felt bad about it. He's ahead of my mom. But I was just like, <laughs> yeah, there's that part. But I just don't. I like he so felt long, bad that he hadn't. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't need to feel bad. Yeah, that's what. But. Um, he's also interested in the same things, right? right so he has a true, podcast. He does stand up. Right. He does improv. And so I'm supportive of him. He's supportive. What about of stand me. up with him? That would get extremely. Um, tiresome for me if I was having that's an, that's a that's tough for one person to mm -hmm. live through including the comic that's what I'm saying to go through because if, you, if you're grinding four, five, six nights a week at open mics yeah. it blows and right. you're not and even if you have really good comics doing open mics they're not giving you a, they're, they're trying out new shit mm -hmm. it's not that fun open mics can be fun yeah. but that that kind of repetitive nature would get old real quick supporting mm -hmm. and I commend anybody that does that. I think it's more about like, hey, you go do your thing. You don't need to be there for all of them, I don't think. Yeah, no, I'm not Big there. Big shows, yeah. maybe, yeah. Well, it's just more the one, like if I can make it out, I'm going to go because he'll come, like when I do a play, he'll come two or three times to the play. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. He's bonus. super supportive. And then like he'll, if I'm having a tough day with it, he'll like, he'll run lines with me. Or, really? And I try, yeah, like I try that not. That is awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. And then when with his jokes, he'll be like, does this work? Does it, like really? we're definitely like a team. And we support now that, each other. Now that part, now that I do find extremely fascinating. I don't know if I am at that part because even when Chris and I do things creatively, mm -hmm. I feel like we do it separately. Oh, <laughs> then yeah. when it's like, hey, Chris, 30 minutes of showtime. So I'm going to do this. You're going to do that. Well, so yeah. I think like yeah, even that partnership. That's 10 years, 10 plus years true. of knowing each other. That's too. also very true. Right. And so I can't, I wouldn't say I wouldn't feel comfortable in doing that, but that's. 
that's interesting. That says a, a lot about, I would think, a strength of your relationship for him to feel comfortable in that I'm going to write this joke. And we've all talked to comedians. They're relatively insecure people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think we can even throw ourselves in there from time to time. But yeah. for him to say, all right, I came up with this joke. I'm gonna, I wrote it. I think it's funny. And now I'm going to share it with my significant other before anyone else hears it. Oh, yeah. I think that is. I think that's impressive. I, I really think do think that's like, impressive. Yeah, we just... I'm what I'm learning. Like it wasn't easy. Like when we collaborate on a project, like there's tears sometimes. Like I'm frustrated because like he has a certain way of doing things, and then I have Mm. a certain way of doing things. So it is frustrating. But then like we're going, we're planning the show for October sixth, right? Right. And I'm like, these are the things that I'm doing. These are the things that are you you are doing. And he doesn't have a lot of time right now, so I'm taking the reins on it. And I'm, I have more experience event planning and then like organizing talent and getting everyone, uh, creating a community of people that I know are going to get along. And he is learning uh. that still. So we, we have, to, it takes more than anything, trust. It's like, he has to trust my artist. I have to trust his artist. And then if we don't, we have a conversation. I don't think I've talked this much with one person in my entire life. <laughs> it has to do with your age though, right? Well, I mean, or, and maybe the perfect partner too yeah like i think we we think similar and we have a very like specific way we want to be seen in the world and then we also have like a strong care about how we treat people and treat other people so with those things in mind it makes it a little bit easier to create and support each other i'm going to do the uh anna ferris chris pratt scenario with you guys and i'm curious to hear your feedback could you ever see yourself in a situation where your partner uh overshadows you as far as career is concerned oh he already is right now and could you would you how are you a handling it or how would you handle it or does that matter to you at all do you think you could survive or handle or thrive in a relationship where your significant other gets a ton of the attention for the work or the career that they have i think that so long as i have his attention it's not going to matter Interesting. Yeah, like if if that if he's worked his ass off and he's getting this attention, like right now, he's working in a job where he's getting a lot of attention, right? And he's making really good money. Like I'm maybe making point two percent of what he's making <laughs> right. because I've chosen. I've just started doing this full time. Like what eight nine months ago, right? So um, there's that happening, right? And all I do is say like, I'm insecure about this. This is really bothering me. And he knows me well enough to know when, if there's friction happening between us, the flare up is coming from like where I'm at. But what's fantastic is that he is like, this is not where you're going to be forever. You are going to push past this because I've him. seen what you're capable like little, of. I don't know. You're a bone in Dr. Phil. There yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, nice. I mean, that's exactly Listen, what Jada, it is. The reality of the situation. <laughs> you need to work harder. Yeah. Pay I, attention more. <laughs> and listen to me. Do yeah. you understand? I always find those dynamics, Dr. Phil's an though. easy impersonator. Yeah, really I mean, that's yeah. how Alex sounds like in bed, anyway. Oh, like Marvel Day Live, wow. he doesn't. But yeah. he take, to the left takes a little more, Jada. <laughs> you better exactly. toot that ass up. Yeah. Toot it up now, woman. Totally. No, I, uh, I find that aspect very fascinating. I... I don't think I uh, would consider myself. 
I think I would be jealous for different reasons. Mm. Like, so I, I I think when guys say they aren't jealous in a relationship, that means you probably don't care. I mean, so I think um, guys are jealous. I think you, you're jealous. I think guys I mean, are jealous. Other dudes so are, when I say jealous, I, mean, I don't weak, mean like man, you are going like, to go out and bash a guy in the face because he gave your girl a coaster at a bar. No, I'm talking about <laughs> like you. Speaking from experience, Travis, <laughs> right. that is very I, specific. I <laughs> that is a very specific at situation. At an Arby's <laughs> in Jefferson City. Yeah. Um, no, but I, I do <laughs> think that I think like you, you obviously desire the attention of your girlfriend. And I don't think she's going out of your way to offer attention elsewhere. But if a guy, if you're out with your girl and a guy, a couple guys look at your girl and give her the look, you feel a particular way. You're not going oh, like, to oh, go bash her face in, but you're like, huh. There are guys that are checking out my well, woman. There's social mm-hmm. media stuff too, where it's just like you see it, where it's like I know what you're doing. You're lame. Yeah. Like it's like our exes that uh, that like only the pictures with that person in it. Yeah, consistently. Are you aware of this? Like, like when you, they, oh, they, totally. they post something sure. and the ex and comes like, along and likes it. That's fine if you guys are friends. I truly don't care. Like I'm not off- like offended or. Uh, what do you call it? Or uh, bothered by, or, or a, threatened yeah. in right. any way whatsoever. But if there's a pattern of like, okay, this is like the tenth time in a row that this one, and they're like one of the first five. It's so stupid for me to say that out loud. Yeah, but it's funny, and I, it's one of those things where I'm like, kind of weaselly, right? I've, I've, I've never been in a situation where I've had to be confrontational. About being jealous, but I I've, would never. Been, about, I couldn't bring myself to do it over social media. No, like, now no. definitely I couldn't do that over social media. And again, I think that's only <laughs> where I think I've always said, as long as it doesn't get to the line of disrespect. Well, yeah, like I said, at the end of the day, it's totally. But that's the it's thing. Like it's like so if you're liking, my, I'm not yeah, going to yeah. exactly right. But so then that's my question. Then it, would you then cons- you consider that disrespect if a guy perpetually who was an ex mm-hmm. liked. Your pictures, her pictures, her pictures consistently when they were only her. That's when what he's saying. He experiences. So you, so you say that, and I'm, I'm not saying, even trying to call you out. No, but I just I'm saying find this to be interesting. Would you find that disrespectful though? <laughs> disrespectful? You say interesting as a, a way of saying that you feel it's like a it's form disrespectful. Of, it's a form of them looking like a bitch. <laughs> like it's like you look really weak right now. Right? Do you think responding if any way, shape, or form? And I'm not saying mm. hey, pick up no, the phone. No, because and call they that guy. win. They win no. if Chris is like. Fuck and you! Stop liking my lady. I would be the guy on the street pulling him on the uh, side. Would you ever do that? So, um, no, if there were like comments or something like that. No, hitting the like button. That's it. Fine. Yeah. I, interesting. Not fine. I think I have an opinion of if someone does that. You know I what think I mean? you sh- and you and you're rightfully yeah, like, entitled to that. I agree. And see now, and that's and again, as I get older, well, just I, like it feels like it's like you already took the L. <laughs> Absolutely, you know I mean? like, absolutely. Yeah. Why are you still rooting for this team? If you saw that guy, if you saw that guy out though, physically, nah, you wouldn't do anything. No, nothing. No, Jada, if thing. you saw that girl out, and now, every time now, he, he and look, we now, see, if and we see was, your boyfriend, your boyfriend. If something was said, <laughs> if something was said, then there would be a little more of kindling built up. You know what I mean? Right. Like there would be so it'd be quicker to. To if it'd be like, what if, fuck what that if you came dude into you're the, with. Right. Or, or better yet, what if I'll you're like at a bar? And, or if you're <laughs> oh, at a bar, you please. bump into him and he goes, <laughs> he, uh, so he goes, oh, what's up, Red Star Fox? Says nothing to you. Oh, I would laugh. I'd be like, you are, uh, you're caught in somewhere. <laughs> <Here's the> thing, <laughs> Jada. Chris doesn't laugh too often in the sense that 
he will kindly escort you to a place in the bar no, and tell, have a, if I, a I know. first discussion he with your current behavior. So much. I'm going to say this, and this is Uh-oh. a compliment. You remind me so much of my former professional kickboxing father. He was not intimidated by anyone because he knew what he could do. So it was always these, I know tough people. these little like chats. It was like, we're just going to go over to the... Uh-huh. Let me just tell you Chris. what's going to happen. Well, there's no That's need Chris. to. If you see a guy telling somebody, I'm going to beat your ass... Like, it is real simple to go fight. It is so simple. Very true. You quietly walk out but of the door challenge and you get it going. No, you don't it. need to tell everybody about it. Oh. If you really want to fight, it takes ten seconds. Really? Like, tap him. No, he's, do you he's go? no, I'm saying he's like, right. You don't. It doesn't. There's no build up to it. You just, just go do it. This like, is a language no, I don't even understand. No, but that's so. That's why it's so stupid to act like that because you don't really want to do it. Your dog, like yeah. barking a bunch, where it's like you know, even like. Out of shape, anything else. I know whatever bullshit I'm kidding. You know what's necessary. I know what tough people act like because I've been around them. I'm not one myself on that level, high level. But you just, I know how they act. And it's like, say what you want about me or whatever. It's like, I've been involved in enough where it's like, I'm going to get out of this fine. Or if you're really a tough person, we're probably not going to be having this conversation anyway. We're just going to move on and, and do our right. go past it. No, so I'm but yeah, I will. I will. I'm definitely. I'm very direct with people. Be like, listen, I don't want to talk about your shit. I dealt with this recently. I dealt with this recently. There was some social media stuff happening. Somebody was sending messages. I was like, I'm putting an end to this. And uh, and I said something. I was like, mm, no bullshit. It's the only time you'll ever hear from me. This will not end well if this continues. Do not continue this. Do you understand? Hope so. Have a good time. Or, you know, like just politely, like, yeah. let's not do this anymore. And it f- diffuse it. Now, Jada, now yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna spin this on you. So you, as Jeff and Chris frequently point out on our morning show and podcast, uh, have a very attractive boyfriend. What? And That's so, your thing. What, huh? That is absolutely Yeah, oh, they Travis don't really Thrill. say anything That's as Travis. Travis. Yeah, okay. but, Travis so, is in love with my lover. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> you, you, he is. Room. I mean, come on. Oh, you should see his new headshot. Oh, don't, don't. If you really want it. Send to my Gmail. Send to my Gmail. Hey, I'm about to say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, actually, I'm going to start catfishing women and using his picture as my profile I'm going sure forward. he won't mind. Yes. He's going to listen to this. But with that being he's, said, oh, if, oh if, uh, scroll that. See. Hey, man, he even got facial hair now. What do you get facial hair? That he ain't grew fair. it out for the photo. Look at him. He is so healthy looking. Put that damn phone Okay, down. I'm sorry. Oh, wait, but wait. If, here's the best one. This so is the one the, you're going to love. Gosh, he does. Oh, my goodness. Look at his shoulders, Chris. <laughs> Chris, his shoulders and hair. They're amazing. Very handsome guy. So with that being said, so he puts that on. Put, say he puts that picture on, on Instagram, yeah. right? And it gets its normal likes. Uh-huh. But you you, you go through a few of his pictures and you notice one person just consistently likes it. Oh, it's an act from a few years ago. Whatever. Then you see said woman out in these streets mm. and she she sees she sees you two in out. these streets not she, those streets. yeah <laughs> and she sees you two out and she she says hello to him says nothing to you how does jada respond we actually had this experience <laughs> but it wasn't go. social media he was um before he started consulting um at the companies with now he was managing a co-working space and so okay. that means he interacts with new clients yeah, and does. there was this one individual who <laughs> met him and he had to set up all of her like passwords and her space and all of these things right. and she was a life coach and she's like talking to him and and he comes home like they they have a meeting right and he comes home and he's like babe i I think this girl was like vibing me out and it felt a little weird i was like well were were you vibing too because sometimes people or like 
sometimes it happens. Sometimes you flirt, you don't mean to, and then someone who isn't familiar with it, they'll pick up on it and be like, oh my God, he's into me. You right, know, it happens. Right, sure. It's totally human. And he's like, oh, I don't know, maybe. And I was like, well, just see, maybe you're seeing and in, reading into something that isn't happening. Okay. So then the next day, she approaches him again and, and he starts noticing the same vibe off of her. Uh oh. And then he's like, he was he drops the I have a girlfriend and her face shifts. Mm. Her wow. body shifts. She like shuts down. Yeah. And doesn't that. acknowledge that he said I have a girlfriend and then starts talking about something else. So then later she knows that he's oh this is like oh, consistent good. right i know what you're talking yeah. about too you know this like, so yeah i know yeah and this absolutely. is over like a three month period i got no no, no two month period okay so then later she creates um this event and it's it's like an improv um event where everyone's gonna make up jokes about farts and asks Alex to consult them or to like come in and, and help them set up like a formula for these fart jokes. Mm. And I was like, oh, I'm still the one that's like, you know, she's probably just being nice. Okay. And he's like, no, Jada, like, no, this is like, this is getting weird. And then I'm like, no, we'll just see. Mm -hmm. So he says, no, I'm busy. Um, my girlfriend are, and I are going out of town. Um, to just nail the point yeah, home. Yeah, to just one like, hey, more look, time, the second time. Not only time. can I not do this, but again, I'm going to be spending my oh, free time with the person I'm totally. presently dating. So this is the third time, and okay. I'm 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 almost done okay. with this behavior. Okay. Almost done. So he sends her a message, and then she hits him back with an invite after he says no and says, I'm going to be making food. We're going to be making chili and making fart jokes. Would you want to come to this thing? And he's like, and finally at this point, I was like, okay, babe, I was wrong. You were right. Mm. Like, this <laughs> is too much. Then. Oh, there's more. Oh, then. then. he Okay, so he messages her at this point. It was like, it sounds like something my girlfriend would really enjoy, but we're out of town. That's I hilarious. will not be able to go. So she's completely ignoring the no. So it's not just men who ignore no's. Women also oh, ignore yeah. no's. Okay. Let's just, let's just call that out my the feminist in me needs to call that out okay so um then i get done with harvey i do a play at the fluorescent civic center uh, okay. afterwards there's a party at the co-working lab where he used to work at this point okay so he had been working for the new companies with now we go to the co-working lab and i see this person come down the stairs and my like i'm and i have like full you guys know like i have full makeup done hair done like i look I look good. Right. It's 1940s, 1950s good, but I look good. Right. So good year. I remember that decade. <laughs> right. Good time. So us. she Wild comes times. down the stairs with another person who I believe was her intended for the evening. And intended, I love that. <laughs> I love that term. And sees him, even though I'm standing right there, passes by me, hugs him, holds him by the waist, and stares at him and talks to him. Oh my god. I miss you so much. Oh, They've no. literally had three conversations. Oh no. And oh, Alex boy. is just looking at me. Poor guy. And I oh, was like, poor guy. I and so what I do. Oh, ooh, this is good. Yeah. So I just stand there. I think it's a Chris approach. I just stand there. <laughs> That's what we're gonna call it the and Chris. And Alex method. is like, so and so. This is my girlfriend Jada. And she looks at me <gasps> and no. the shift, the face, like she goes dark. 
dark. So her face is She's like a sister? Sat- no, no, no. Oh. Oh. Sorry. She is like her her own girl. No. <laughs> no, her energy drops. She looks at me, she sticks out her hand, gives me the Minty weakest, saddest <laughs> Did she really like do like Oh, the, it was this, Travis. Not it was the, this. The front hand, let yeah. me grab the, your fingertips. It was like take. I know he told me you're real, but you're not fucking real. But I'm gonna so pretend you gonna like you're hug real. Somebody you had mm. so a conversation that. with. Oh, you gonna shake my fingertips? Mm. Oh, yeah, shoot, Jada Jade. fired up. So, and, um, and, uh, and don't take this to the girl. Jada's not small either. No, oh, no, five Jada's got an athletic build. Mm. Yeah, yeah, she'll get you. So she shakes my hand, and then I was like. Katie, I've heard about you. It's very nice <laughs> to meet you. I love it. Kind of yeah. love it. I like that. Just so you know, I, like, it's I know what you are. Yeah, it's yeah. very nice to meet you. And then she's just staring at me. The whole time we're in a conversation, it's four people. And it's not just like like a gaze every once in a while. It's up and down, up and down, up and like, down. I'm sorry, like this behavior, like I'm, your boyfriend, I'm sure, is a, a true catch, but... Bitch, move on. That's <laughs> totally so what it was. I was like, available. there are eight billion people on this planet. Yeah, you are doesn't make like sense. go. No, that's really but, funny. And also, anyone that says like, I don't know, I am a life coach. There are some people I trust. I have very dear friends that do this. But people that just get out of school and they're like 22, 23 years old, <laughs> and they're like, I'm a life coach. Tell me about the life. Right. First of yeah. all, how are you living life you as ever a had life your power coach? Shut off? Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to talk to you. Oh, your parents are funding your life right. coaching yeah. business. Oh, you're like 20 minutes from the tow truck, taking your car, repossessing, and then you pull out 400 dollars out of your ass. Totally. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Right. Now we can talk. Right. No, guru is a signifier <laughs> to me as well. Yeah. That uh, I, oh, I want to do a bit on this for the show, but. Yeah, guru, I really need to flesh this out because I'll I'm help. sure there are talented people that call themselves <laughs> guru, but immediate red flag with me. And we've had some recent experience totally. with like this where they're like, well, oh I do everything God. or you do well, this and that. And it's like, I don't think you do. Mm-mm. And I think that maybe you've melded together some personality traits that you've seen with other successful people. And then you go to someone who doesn't have time to do something menial, and right. then you blow up the significance of said thing you did for them. Right. Right. No, right. I, you're exactly well, I've telling lived... somebody to use their Google Calendar. Being Absolutely. A... No, I mean, <laughs> I, I the Google no, thing is really tricky, and it's a very like it's very real. It's a very it's a very real thing. I have lived in communities that were based in um, a Hindu religious belief system, so that was from the Terrorist. ashram to the college I went to. Yeah, and supposedly or to my understanding the word guru is something that is given to the person the person doesn't create that for themselves correct like you're supposed to be a black belt in whatever you do and like a true black belt in like a martial arts sense like there ain't no there's no debating it like there's no fucking around with it but like youtube like uh dragon belt taekwondo guy and he's like you know doing the fake hits at Mm -hmm. his students and they fall to the ground Ah!" right (laughs) and then put him in the ring with like a high school wrestler and it's over and like two sets that's not reality for that press. You know what I mean when right. I say that? So whenever these people kind of anoint themselves, these gurus or experts or whatever, I'm just like, I, I'm going to really need you. There are those that exist, but too many people but run with that But how many times have you title. seen situations where people who you know are great at what they do, that they they turn to themselves and they call themselves experts or gurus? Like there are people who I respect 
in the entertainment industry and not at any point in their career did they ever consider themselves an expert. Right. Oh, so anybody who does that. You, you would be like, right. you are an expert in stand-up like, comedy. They would be no, like, what? No, right, no, exactly. Yeah. So that for me, like until the day I hear Kevin Hart or Eddie Murphy or Jerry Seinfeld call themselves an expert, I, I see that there are greats who are people who are very good at their job. Mm -hmm. The Peyton Mannings, the Tom Brady's, Aaron Rodgers, these athletes. Like, I've never heard them call themselves experts. Right. Like, hey, I was very good at what I did with the God-given abilities and the hard work that I have. But I'm but when I, I'm always hesitant, like Chris just said, to be in a room with someone who's like, well, you know, I, I'm an expert in this field. Like, oh, Well, I think okay. there's, like, anyone that right. calls themselves anything that alludes to the idea that they have somehow championed or they've like like they've transcended their need to um, continue educating themselves right. on the thing. I'm just going to call bullshit sure. and I wouldn't want to work I with agree. those people anyway. I agree. There's you can call yourself a professional. I can I can see that, but go. to be, say I'm an expert that, that just means you've hit an end point in your career and you can now um I don't know. So in other Inflate words, your, like, ego if you make more money <laughs> off it and it's real, that's fine. But yeah. So just to put a bow on it, Jada, when you see this hoe in the street, you're slapping the shit out of her? No, I didn't. Oh, I was just like, and Damn, as like she was leaving, I was like, it was very nice to meet you. And then afterwards, um, Alex and I were just like, oh my God, like I got to experience. It was like, it was that's kind of, a, it, actually, it's not kind of, it was a cool experience to have together because it was another uh, like insight into my person's intuition, like how he operates in that situation. And ultimately like how respectful we are of people, even whenever we know they're a little backwards. Now, now that aspect I wouldn't have thought about. Now that's a good point. You did get an opportunity to essentially, and uh, to, to no effort of your own, put your boyfriend in a spot like, okay, I wouldn't say it was a test for your relationship, but to mm -hmm. see him respond in the respectful and appropriate manner in which he did mm -hmm. in that given moment, because that's something you can't rehearse. No. You can sit up here and talk about all the hypothetical situations you want until mm -hmm. you're in that type of situation. And that situation being so ridiculous oh and for gosh, him to no. respond in that manner, that's he, he passed the test. Totally. He didn't even know he was taking. Well, he's a really good person. He's better. He's pro he's more pure of heart than I am. That's for See, sure. Chris, I told you, man. I should have got after him first. Huh? Yeah, you yeah. should have. Someday. <laughs> Someday. <laughs> I'll let you marry oh, us. You can yes. somehow be involved in that, <laughs> that part. That would be my good <laughs> yes. times. Do me a favor. Check out Barrel Beard and Tattoo Oil. Fantastic for your skin and hair. And also check out Presence Float Center, W-A-L. It's promo code $10 off your next float. Jada, thank you. Travis. Thank you so much. Yeah. A plus Such Chris. a pleasure. No, that's for the other thing. Oh. Jeff Jones in the house too. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, See you guys Jeffy. soon.